the Necronomicon awaits. A ritual must be performed. Seems fairly obvious. Batu! Marada! I told you I would find you. Noni! Fast, fast in your seatbelts. It's going to be a bump, bump, bumping night. It's showtime. What's your name? What? What is your name? We are men of misfortune. What is going on, misfortunate listeners? I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. I am your co-host, Riley Wallen, and today we have some special guests in the house, um, some members of the illustrious doom metal band known as Gamma Goats. To my left, I have... Uh, Dave. <laughs> What's up? What's going on, man? And we have... I'm David. And then... I am Toby. So tell us a little about yourselves, like what you guys do outside of the band, what you guys do inside of the band. Um, outside of the band, I tattoo, and then inside the band, I play guitar. Sweet. Nice, nice. Uh, outside of the band, technically, I am a mechanic in a big factory. Uh, inside the band, I play the drums, help with the arrangements. Uh, outside of the band, I've been a trucker for almost 20 years. Inside the band, I play guitar and all the fucking shit work of putting an album out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Bullshit, right on. This is a, earlier you said you were social media manager basically, so doing a lot of the posting and everything. I fucking default. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be getting a hailstorm from me in the next couple days. Yeah, tags out the fucking ass. Yeah, I, I, I blow that shit Phone's going to be blowing up. So count on me getting to him in about a week or two. That's Good fine. Time. That's Good fine. Time. You know, No big deal there. So like to kind of like dive back a little bit. I mean, what's what's the history of Gamma Go? Like, how did this all come together? Like, where did the name come from? I know Dave. I believe you guys were already in the band together. Dave, uh, David and Toby here were already part of a project, and then Dave here came along and kind of joined up with you guys. Uh, what's that all about? Um, when I first moved back to the area, uh, me and the singer Kyle ended up meeting up at a like. By chance, okay. Our, in our hometown of Gilman, Illinois, and uh, he had told me he was working on his voice. Like he used to be a straight yarler back when yarling was a thing. I uh, like Creed and all that oh, for sure. Doing Cornell shit. Right, right. Yeah, when you get ready, give me, let me know. I could appreciate that. Honestly, his vocals blew me away. I mean, I heard your guys' EP, and the second I saw you guys live in Champagne, it blew me a f- blew me the fuck away. He sounded just like the fucking album. It's rare to find vocalists like that. He's, yeah, he's pretty impressive. I, we, I don't know, we probably take him for granted every once in a while. But, <laughs> I mean, I, what he's done with his voice over the years, since I first met him till now, it's amazing. It, it's, it's, he uses it as an instrument, I think. Oh, yeah. He's not really a front man, per se. But he can do anything with his voice. Oh, yeah, right. I, I heard his new uh, his screams. I believe on the new album, it sounds pretty gnarly, man. He's doing some great melodic screaming. Yeah. Oh, fuck Trying that. to get him to do more screams in the future. Right. Hopefully. I mean, I love the singing voice too. I mean, like you said, Chris Cornell earlier. Like, I think the first time I heard you guys, you know, that's immediately what my mind went to. And I'm a huge fucking Soundgarden fan, so I'm all over that. Likewise. Yeah. Uh, so, what can we expect from the new album Interlude compared to your guys's previous EP Harvest Nocturnal that you guys released in 2017? 
Nocturnal Harvest. Nocturnal yeah, Harvest I was gonna say. So the last track on that album, <laughs> fucking Tyler. God fucking damn it, Tyler. I fucking tried. I thought here. you did your fucking homework on these guys. <laughs> well, he got the right words. Yeah. That's he's dyslexic, so it's okay. Um, this EP, <laughs> although we're super excited about it, is kind of weird because it's been a long time in the making. It has. A long time in the making, and that's that's nobody's fault. Lots of different reasons. Life, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's definitely a turn, I think, in our material. I think everything that was on Nocturnal Harvest, some of those songs were already kind of started. Um... I don't think at the point at that point we had our writing style defined yet. Not to say that it's defined now, but it's it's becoming more refined over time. So I think these songs that are going to come out now are really the very first songs where I felt like we were all locking up as a band like like really well. Uh, maybe you know I, I don't want to say that writing a song is all about learning how Dave is going to do something or how Toby's going to do something and then acclimating to it. It's more about us finding our way together. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think some of the, these songs are really going to show, I hate to say a more sophisticated side or use any of the adjectives that a lot of bands try to use when their stuff gets better. I just think it's better than the first round of songs. Yeah, and, and, and growth with bands is, is, is the single most important thing. I mean, if you're not growing as a band, producing new stuff, you're not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's plain and simple. The there. title itself, the, like the last track on Nocturnal Harvest is like the precursor to where the band was going. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of an interlude to where we're actually at now. Which but makes like, sense for yeah, the name. This album is actually, I mean, the songs on this album are like three years, three, four years old. Right. Yeah. It just took this long to get it recorded and mixed and everything is COVID fucked everything up. So oh, yeah, like, for sure. The one we're about to put out right now is like, like the first one we put out is more like us writing songs and bringing them to everybody and everybody learning it. This one is like, this is us writing in the room together. That's what the interlude is. And the next stuff we're about to put out is like even more intensely. Like there's not one single song on the next one we're going to do after this one that we didn't all sit down and write together in the room. Yep. You know, that actually, is, uh, kind of leads me into my follow-up question like kind of walk me through the writing process like i'm sure it's not all just one person i know for most bands like you know toby you probably like bring a riff in and then like you guys collaborate on it, or like dave shows up with something or you know spider's got like a sick drum beat he wants to lay down and you guys kind of write to that i mean what's what's the process you ever seen a beautiful mind <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> when you come to practice tomorrow you're gonna see nothing but whiteboards on the walls oh fuck that's yeah cool. that's that's what i like to see Every riff has a corresponding letter, and then if the riff varies at any time, it gets a number behind it. Fuck yeah. So Dave usually comes in with full riffs. Nice. I usually don't. Sometimes I do, but it's mostly Dave comes in with the bassist, and then I usually deconstruct it and piss on it and then put it back together for him. Right. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I know, too, and I can't really speak for how other bands write songs. I know everybody writes them different. I've never been in a band that's done it like we do it now. And it's really, it can be super frustrating sometimes. Sometimes there's, you know, we talk about a practice where we literally spent a couple of hours. I didn't have a stopwatch, but it was a couple of hours trying to learn 
about 23 seconds worth of music. Holy if you, fuck. If you it, don't be, get pissed off at some point during the writing of the song, <laughs> it's not going to be good. I, like, I've definitely <laughs> been there. I know what you're talking about. Really, songs. You know, the one that comes to mind is the brand newest one that we're working on right now. And I, I swear it's, it's 20 minutes of song packed into about 11 minutes. And that song has come and gone and come and gone. And it's like right when we think... It's okay. It's where it needs to be. Then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, but this spot needs a little bit more. And then we That's cut that spot open and we redo it again. But it's, I think sometimes that's beneficial. You know, a lot of times I worry, man, we're just throwing good ideas in the garbage just to have another good idea. But that's not the point. The point is we all work through it. And when we when we all finally feel like it's done, then we know it's done. And that might be a, a game of attrition. It's like we keep changing things till nobody has another change in them, and then you know, you know, it's good. Until two years later, when it's a finished song, and then you're, and then you record it, and then you're like, "Fuck that song! Let's let's not <laughs> put it, let's not put it on the album, and let's re let's rewrite it again." <laughs> I feel like that's a shot at me. No, it's a shot at just it's just our process. We're critical of our like, we're hypercritical, and like. That's what you need to do to be a good artist. Like you have to look at what you're doing and shit all over it and then make something from, you know, the ruins of that. Well, it's like the typical phrase. I mean, most people are their own worst critics. So, you know, you're going to hear something, you're going to see, you know, something you don't like about it. And, you know, I did the same thing with my band's EP. Like we went in, you know, we recorded, uh, we sat in for like some of the listening sessions and then. I think we got like the last mix back and I'm like, oh no, it sounds fine. Then we got the master back and I'm like, oh, it sounds fucking terrible. What was I thinking? And they're like, well, it's too late to go back now. And I'm like, oh, all right. I guess we'll just, you know, try do better next time. I don't know. <laughs> we, I have a, I have the same problem whenever it comes to the show. You know, we, I get the final product of the show. So I get to listen back and go, okay, this sounds good. This sounds good. I mean, on the way up here, we listened to the newest episode and we, we I mean, we have comments and critiques throughout, throughout it and we, you know, strive to learn from what we do wrong and how we can improve the show as a whole. Sometimes it's the opposite, though, because actually listening to the episode, I I just remember being completely hammered recording it. And I'm like, oh, it's oh, going to yeah. be fucking terrible. <laughs> and then I listened to it and I'm like, oh, it actually was really good. And like, you know, everything was <laughs> like, you know, kosher. You know, oh, it yeah. worked out. So. So why do metal? Like, I know Dave's been in death metal bands since I've known you, you've been in death metal bands, gent bands, any, anything. I know, I'm sure you guys have been in other bands, but I mean, why, why do metal? I don't even know if it's, I don't know what the fuck you call it anymore. It, like, this, this album's got a huge doom influence on it, for sure. But I don't know. I was going to say, you guys kind of have your own sound. I wouldn't really, like, tie it into a it's genre, not really. really. like, <clears throat> so when I first started jamming with these guys, they were doing, like, a lot of 90s shit, like, um... We yeah, caffeine off like Angel Dust and like uh, Out of the Black, um, just stuff like that. And clutch. yeah, Clutch. And um, then I started jamming with them, and I'm more into like more heavy stuff and you know Doom. So it's kind of like my influence. And then you know David is really into like a lot of like older like 80s like thrash type metal stuff like. You know, and like a lot of punk rock and that type of shit. So it's just, 
it's like a clusterfuck of like a lot of different influences, basically. Well, I mean, that's what makes a band is is a collaboration of, of beautiful minds. You know, you come into a room and go, I have this kind of background. I have this kind of background. Let's see what kind of, you know, magic we can make. If you were to take everybody in the band and tell them to write down their five favorite albums, I doubt very seriously if you'd ever see the same album twice. There's no way. And, no and fucking way. <laughs> going back to how you started this topic, it has to be metal. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm not I'm not trying to take any credit, but I think maybe some of that is my fault, <laughs> just because of the way I play. Um, when it was just me and Toby and Kyle, we were trying to be a cover band. We were trying to do the absolute opposite of what we had always done. We were like, it's time to have fun. Let's play other people's songs. And and I really sat down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and strip myself of some of my bad habits some of the things i used to some of the ways i used to do things and tried to learn the songs they the way they were which then they weren't always metal songs um but i think the more and more we worked together i think it just became undeniable that absolutely crushing is what we had to try to do all the time um, somebody, somebody said something a long time ago they called us scrap metal scrap metal and and i always use that hashtag if we post something because i think it makes the most sense you know in this day and age you have to have the adjective before the word metal so you can make everybody comfortable with what kind of music you play right i think that is the perfect because it's a little bit of everything all kind of mixed together oh that's that makes a hundred percent sense and fuck you might have just created your own genre right there just by saying that so I, i love it sounds awesome Definitely engineers of your time right now. I, I, I love I love the EP. I am so excited for this new album. I had that fucking mm-hmm. album, that EP stuck in my car. I drove, uh, drove a uh, Mercury Sable, and my CD player got broken, but it's still... A good, would... That's a good car. Dude, it was a piece Don't of shit. Dude, that thing was such a piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit, dude. I drove it. I, drove it I, I beat the fucking brakes out I, of this I remember the car. first time I saw it, I'm just like, really? You bought this? Like, Best I, I fucking hate Fords, but dude. then you... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but yeah that, no, that it's, e- a, it's a clunker. You know, that, fuck that EP it. was stuck in my car, and I listened to it, I mean, almost religiously. I, I am so excited to hear what you guys have to release. I mean... Like, was it stuck in there? Like, you couldn't get it out? Could not get it out. Oh, so, could so, not get so it out. I lost that album, but I like I listened to the shit out of it. So, so, so you could very well have hated it when you started. No, and no. There was not a moment. There was not a moment. There was not a moment from the moment I saw you guys live to the, to the moment I got rid of that card did I ever hate that EP. What was the first show that you saw? Was that at the... Uh, that was, I think it was the Blackbird show. The Blackbird. Yeah. yeah. You didn't go to the Vintage Villains no. one? No. No, I oh, that's left. right. You did. You guys did fucking play there. What was, <laughs> dude? That was a weird. What show fuck, was that? That was the band from like fucking like. Uh, oh, that was the um, European. Yeah, band. because I I set you guys up with that show. I want to say it was um the fuck is there moto grader like, or whatever no it was like horse cannibal or fucking oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> dead horse dead horse trauma yeah That's dead horse it. trauma yeah 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 what show are you guys talking it was in danville at vintage villains oh, this was like four or five years ago i want to say yeah 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 it was like a rant it was like a wednesday fucking night like <laughs> we booked that show because resin was supposed to play it i thought so here's the thing with that i was at the time it was after yeah. so i went to that on, let me hear the story hang, hang, hang on hang on what had happened was what had <laughs> what had happened was i had um gone to the, the a resident bong ripper show with toby and dave and we had actually you know i was just fucking infatuated with resin after that like i couldn't stop listening to their album awesome. dude they're fucking amazing so i had got a hold of them and you know i wanted my band to play with them at the time 
and I wanted to get you guys in on it. So I'm just, you know, I messaged their, their Facebook page. I'm like, Hey, you know, would you guys be interested in playing a show? Yada, yada, yada. And I got in touch with the owner of the venue in Danville. He said he'd be down to set up a show. And then he kind of backstepped on me and flaked. And I'm just like, all right, well, so I was in touch with the band back and forth. And then they ended up playing at loose Cobra, like a couple weeks later, They're like, well, Hey, we actually found a show, you know? So, and then I think like somehow you guys got thrown into the mix of that show. They were like, Hey, well we need another band. So it was something yeah, weird. Twice we kind of missed, missed out playing with them. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Which, uh, have you guys been in the loose Cobra? No, I've been there once. Don't fucking go. Go. It's it's yeah, awesome. Please. It's awesome. Um, if you like music at all, just go to that. It's a very tight knit venue. Like it's literally a trailer, like retrofitted to be a bar and a venue. But it's a very like intimate venue. Where's it at? It's in, in a parking lot in Tolona. So so you know where Cosmic Lungs practice space was, like outside of Champagne. Yeah. If you go about I don't know, fuck three miles south, it's in that town, Tolono. Um, fuck. Yeah, We're actually playing there September twenty fourth. So if you guys want to make a journey to Tolono. I would be more than happy to. Or if anybody does, anybody that's listening to the podcast, it's it's going to be cool. So who are you guys playing with? There's room for all 15 of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know anything about that venue. No. I, yeah, I know nothing so about it. called Hum? Yes. I was going to say the drummer, I think, owns the it. The singer. Okay. Um, owns that. He owns like half the block. Oh, shit. He owns that bar and then the building across the parking lot. And then there's a building on the corner he's got a studio built into, which is, it's all two-inch tape. It's fucking unreal. Nice. For real. Oh. Great dude. Great fucking dude. Great fucking place. We had, we had a fucking blast down there. So what got you guys into music? Like, do you guys remember the first song you sat down and learned how to physically fucking Oh, fuck. You're going or? way back here. We're going to have to go member to member on this yeah, one. Absolutely. So I, I remember <laughs> still. Maybe I should go last. So, so originally, before we knew that uh, Toby and David were going to be joining us tonight, this was kind of like a Tyler, me, and Dave interview. So Tyler had all these questions set up for Dave. You know, Dave's my uncle, actually, so he was asking me all these fucking questions about his life. And I'm just like... So you <laughs> fucked everything up there. Yes. No, no, no you're fine. No, we it's, it's better this you way, guys. actually. Yeah, you made it better, this way. trust me. It's better this way. We love it. Um, more members, the better. Fuck it. So Tyler was asking me, he was just like, so what's like, when did Dave start playing guitar and this and that? I'm like, I don't know, dude, just fucking ask him. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're going to be there. So I guess um, if, since you're asking this question, we'll go through and um, find out everybody's influences, uh, their background on like first song they learned how to play, stuff like that. I'll just go first real fast because I feel like I have a good memory of it. For sure. So uh i had a really good friend when i was younger who got a guitar and he started playing and he was like we should start a band like you should get a bass and i was like all right so fucking got a bass it was boring as shit <laughs> so uh then i got a guitar i think the first song i learned how to play was uh come as you are by nirvana and pretty much i was really into pantera when i got that guitar so it was kind of like dimebag probably my main influence as far as like wanting to play guitar uh, probably still one of my biggest influences. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And just fucking, I sucked for, like, quite a few years because I didn't have any lessons and just kept going. For sure. You know, that's about it. Uh, uh, real quick, not to get too off topic, how do you feel about the Pantera reunion that's happening? Well, uh, half dude, reunion. Uh, so, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> oh wait, you made a post about it the other day. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. So, I'm 
I fucking love Pantera. It's probably one of my favorite bands of all time. I love the Abbott brothers and their musicianship and everything. Um, yeah. Phil's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so there's that in a lot of ways, but I don't know, man. Zach Wilde's a pretty bad guitar player. I've never got to see him before, and I don't really care for BL, uh, BLS that much. They got a couple cool songs, so if I'm going to see Zach Wilde, probably the coolest way to see him is playing Pantera songs. I don't know. I think personally it's and, not like something that's too out of the ordinary because him and Dimebag Daryl were really good friends, and Zach Wilde, well, Black Label Society did write a song called In This River that was dedicated to right. Dimebag Daryl when he died, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's fitting, but I just yeah. kind of wanted to hear your take on it. But also, I don't know. I've never got to see them, and I kind of feel like maybe I should just like skip it because it's like yeah, yeah, you know. Don't meet your heroes. I'm totally type sympathetic deal. to that. Yeah, because uh, you never got to see him. I got to see him three times. I saw Good Phil. I saw Bad Phil. You know, I saw Phil when he looked like fucking Jim Morrison inventing <laughs> the Steel Tour. Mm. He barely fucking talk, but he could still fucking sing. I, I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> It's a tribute. It's not a reunion. Yeah, right. It's definitely uh, okay, not a yeah. I did. I did word that wrong. Anyway, My apologies. I see it as they have to do it now while Phil's still physically able to fucking do it. Right. Otherwise, it's never gonna happen. Say so Rex too, because didn't he go through a lot of medical shit for the last like decade or so, something like that. I mean, he just came out with a signature Firebird bass. He knew something was coming up. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna give a signature to fucking Rex Brown when he's got nothing going on. Right, right. I mean, the dude is severely underrated, though, honestly. Like, if you really listen to some of those albums and you listen to the bass playing, like, the dude knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, a good, he's a good musician. Like, just no one really paid attention to him. So, yeah. Well, glad for your input on that, guys. We'll circle back to yeah. influences. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get too far off topic, but... I, I wish I could tell you why I started playing drums. I absolutely have no idea anymore if I ever had an idea. Uh, the first thing I knew I had to learn, it was probably something on the order of Looks That Kill by Motley Crue. Okay. When it was brand new. I mean, I'm showing my age, but the first thing <laughs> I sat down and said I need to be able to do this was the opening fill for Over the Mountain by Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that's a fucking... Hell yeah. <laughs> I had to know how to do that. Nice. Fuck yeah. And the funny thing about it is, is I learned it wrong based on the way the drummer that played it. I learned it wrong based on the way he did it, and it is a bad habit that is still in my style to this day, and that's like 40 years later, 41 years later. <laughs> so, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. I suppose out of everybody in the band, I probably listen to the heaviest music, have the most extreme history with metal. It's probably three-way tie there. But at the same <laughs> time, there's a lot of different. There's a lot of different kinds of music I like, and I'm not going to sit here and just name off stuff. Oh yeah, a lot of different kinds. And I know when it comes to doing the Gamma Goat stuff, a lot of times I try to channel anything but metal music when I come up with my parts. Because I know the way I play, it's going to come across heavy. I mean, I hit hard. You know, I, I like, I like, I like, you know, I like to play that way. So no matter what, it's probably going to be heavy. So if I want to think about Stuart Copeland, you know, or, or something like that, it gives me a little bit of room. I think it makes it a little bit more interesting. Probably alienates a lot of people too because it's not just what you come to know from a metal band. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's what I do. 
Uh, so you guys have been in multiple vans, right? You, I mean, oh, well, hang on, hang on. Uh, oh, we gotta get Toby's influences here. Oh, okay, my bad. We, we got the to. we got the Pantera talking. No, we have oh, to. Oh, we asked Pantera. the question. It's happening. Fucking Pantera, <laughs> bullshit ass band. <laughs> <laughs> Spider hates Pantera. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I think I got one good song. Which oh, uh, what song? Which song? Jerry Gates. No. <laughs> called Rise. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah, tell yeah, me, it's yeah, a B yeah. side at least. It's Rise for sure, for sure. I got a Dukes and Hazard guitar when I was five. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of open the gate. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard? Yeah. Well, well no, no Dukes of Hazard guitar. Dukes of guitar, yeah. Yeah. It was just a fucking piece of shit guitar with nylon strings on it. Oh, okay, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. I didn't know if it was like a signature <laughs> model or something like, like straight, that. Straight orange and <laughs> Painted like the General <laughs> Lee or something. <laughs> Looking back on it, it was not nice, but at the time, it was awesome. Right, right. That kind of opened the gates, and then, you know, I was a band geek in junior high and high school. A bunch of us, but a buddy of mine started playing guitar and gave me a book and an acoustic. He said, learn these songs, we're, we're going to start a band. I'm like, oh, cool. And I, I was 12. And it just kind of took off from there. Clash, a lot of early. Well, I mean, it was Beatles, Dylan, and shit like that starting out, and then immediately morphed into the Clash, and then the LA scene, the Chili Peppers, Fishbone, Jane's Addiction, Firehose, all those bands, Minutemen, and then it's just morphed from there. I've been in, I've been in ska bands. I've been in fucking funk bands. I've been in. Oh, dude, respect for being in a ska band. That was like a high school dream of mine. When I played the saxophone, it was like something that never came to fruition. But anyway, continue. We had no saxophone rule. Oh no shit! <laughs> Get fucked, Riley. That was the only way I could like, <laughs> like shoehorn my way in. Saxophone <laughs> never shut the fuck up. Like, they, they were no offense, right? <laughs> no, no, you're fine. That's, that's, that's fucking accurate. <laughs> and then, uh, like before we started this, I, I stopped playing for like seven years after I had my daughter. Yeah. This was my gateway back into playing again. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're a gateway drug then. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, there was a, uh, like a black metal slash metalcore, hardcore punk band in there before this. Okay. That was, I actually quit the ska band to be in that band because it was fucking awesome. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, what, okay, so you guys have been in a lot of bands, a lot of separate bands. You guys have been together for how many years? The three of us, me, Kyle, and Spider, have been together since 11. It's been fucking... Holy fuck. fuck. That's the year we graduated. <laughs> <laughs> High school. We, we first started jamming in 11, and uh, Dave and Brian joined in like 16, I think. Well, no, we played our first show in 15. Oh, did we? Okay. At the, that was in the moments, right? For that benefit or whatever? Yeah, because, well, because we did Old Boys, and then they were supposed to do Old Boys again, but... Because of COVID, they didn't, so I know it's been at least five years. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just remember Spider was getting tattooed at the tattoo shop, and he was talking about jamming, and he was like, we need a bass player. And my other band that I was just in, our drummer, our drummer had just moved to Colorado to go smoke weed and play drums out there. <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> Kyle, so, right? Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> okay. Who was fucking awesome. But anyways... So I was like, yeah, I, 
I got a bass player for you. And I came down there too. And then by proxy, like I just ended up getting absorbed in as well. <laughs> by getting absorbed in, he said, he means he showed up at practice when like, I, I thought he was the bass player. Cause, <laughs> cause Brian was just sitting over in the corner listening to us. <clears throat> and then we're like, cool. Yeah, we, we ended up figuring out Brian was a bass player. We're like, cool, you gonna come down next week? He's like, yeah. And then Dave just showed up with him with his shit. <laughs> that kind of happened. But he brought in, like, that first album is almost all Dave, for the most part, mm-hmm. riff-wise. Well, the starter nice. riff, the, the, yeah. yeah. I just, dude, I fucking, I like writing riffs, man. That's like my, when I sit down to play guitar, I don't, like, sit there and, like, practice, like, scales and shit. I just write stuff. That's all um, I know how to do. I'm kind of the same way, to be honest. Like, I, um, not to, like, fluff myself up here, but, like, the All last... Right, stroke yourself. Yeah, you know, I just fucking jerk off right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, the the last, like, I don't know, when I... Yeah, right, right. It's no big deal. It's completely heterosexual. No big deal. Um, when I when I joined my band, Cosmic Lung, like, they had, like, five or six songs, and I kind of came in, I wrote, like, not even to, like, like I said, talk myself up. I wrote like the next seven songs in that fucking band, just like laying out riffs, coming to practice, and um, those guys were all about it. So, I, well, I for me too, you. it was like one of those things where like I had never been in a band that played in this style, so I was just like immediately I was like, oh shit, this is way different than anything I've ever done. So I just got inspired because it was like I was doing like fucking like dying fetus style like death metal shit, and then these guys are like, yeah, we're in, you know, we're playing like '90s stuff, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like Toby showed me like Clutch. I never heard Clutch before. There was like a down song in there. I was like, all right, like, you know, I was into like some stoner metal and stuff, but I never, you know, never played that type of stuff. Dave had no idea what behind the one meant. Yeah, well, I don't even know what that means. I also didn't know shit about gear either. Like Toby helped me out immensely on that. Like I had trash oh, gear. Well, you 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 definitely you know opened up a fucking can of worms for sure, but. So what's your guys' worst moment on stage? I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I don't want to say best because I, I, I don't know what your guys' best is because the album's not here, but I want to know what your worst was. I've had a few. Name them. We got time. Let's go. The more complicated your rig gets, the more shit that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it always it always waits until I'm on stage in front of people before it fuck up. I would say, do you think the Leslie, the Leslie <laughs> incident or... <laughs> at least everything worked <laughs> it worked i just forgot i had a leslie effect on for the whole fucking show like we're so goddamn loud you can't hear yourself sometimes mm-hmm. but i had a, a, a leslie like a, a i don't know anything about you know, leslie's so leslie is a, a huge fucking speaker cabinet with the spinning speakers in it and they spin opposite directions and there's two speeds it's an awesome effect like uh, Soundgarden used the shit out of it uh, for guitar, mm-hmm. it's it actually made for a Hammond organ. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I use that effect all the time, in, in pedal form. I had to fuck her on a whole fucking sh- like two hours. It was until <laughs> <laughs> we're done. It had to sound like absolute fucking garbage. I don't think anybody at that show gave a shit. That was a weird yeah, show. I was gonna say, did you get off get off stage and everybody was like, "What the fuck was that?" That was up at like the Forge in uh, Joliet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've had issues with that too. Like my effects loop won't work on my fucking amp, and like it, everything just goes to shit. And then I find out I just have shitty cables. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing for like, I feel like we've had moments where something has gone wrong, but we're pretty good at like 
just like keep you just keep going you know like you just act like nothing happened and we played that new song last time we played on the rock <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> we fucking got into it like a couple like we went through the intro and like something fucked up and we like started over yeah and that's the you know, that's stage rule number one you never start a song that was like high, yeah. that was yeah. high school was level like there was no <laughs> it's like we gotta dial this back for a second <laughs> so what happened we started the song over and everybody went well i mean like what, what what went wrong <laughs> Who knows? We played that song way too early. Like we shouldn't. We're we're way too early in the writing process to be playing that fucking song live. But it also it, we need to say that that was a show in October mm-hmm. at On the Rocks. It was out on the deck. Now two weeks prior to that, we'd played another show at Bird Park, and it was in October, and it was ninety degrees out. <laughs> so when we played it on the rocks, it was going to be on the deck. Okay, whatever. Well, it was 38 degrees. Holy oh, holy fuck. shit, that yeah. Night when we started playing. <laughs> fucking Midwest weather, am I it right? It was a fucking yeah. shit show for sure. And it really was, I think, I think the whole reason we decided to play that song is because none of us had the balls to stand up and say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we the other guys are like, well, we can do it. And then, okay, well, we can try it. And, and it was like an arrangement mistake. It, it was a rookie mistake, unfortunately. And, I, and I'm I'm an asshole, and I'm always trying to force everybody to play the new shit when we're not ready for it. Because yeah, I'm yeah. always so excited about the new songs. Oh, for sure. And I think <laughs> I dropped the ball. I think I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Toby mentioned the dry erase boards earlier. I think we were supposed to, I thought we were going to C, but we were actually supposed to be going to B. <laughs> and then we all kind of looked at each other, and I was cold, and we just kind of stopped. And I don't know if we started over or if we picked up. Where we left off, but still, it was it was not good. Maybe yeah. the dry erase boards could become part of our stage show. Like that could be our <laughs> right. That just could be them. our backdrop. But really, it's just yeah, yeah, us I was trying to say, remember the yeah. songs while we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. A couple, three or four years ago, we were playing it on the rocks again. This was summertime. There were no weather concerns, and I broke the strings that hold the snare on the bottom of my snare drum. Oh, fuck, yeah. And then uh, another drummer in another band that was playing with us that night, he's like, yeah, no problem. You know, you can use my snare drum. I broke his snare drum, too. <laughs> Ooh, fuck. All in the same set. Fuck. Actually, your snare broke at um, the Loose Cobra when we played there, too. Yes, but at the Loose Cobra, I actually broke the snare wires themselves. Oh, fuck. Not the string that holds them. <laughs> but, impressed. I mean, you're, you're a heavy hitter when it comes to the drums, though. Like, I you... Can't. I've seen you play. Like I remember when we played that Blackbird show. Like my drummer was actually intimidated yeah, by you, I and I didn't that. know that <laughs> until like three days ago. This guy Tyler over here told me he was just like, "Yeah, you're, you don't remember that." And I'm like, "No, he never said anything to me." But I remember when you guys were packing up all your gear. You took all your symbols, put them in a bag, and just threw them on the fucking yes. ground. And my drummer, just the look on his face, he was just in shock and awe. And he was just, I think he asked, he was just like, "You really just gonna do that right now?" And you're like. I I guarantee you I hit those things harder than they just landed right now. And I was just like... You just made my day. I was just like, what a fucking statement. And and I always pine away for the shows where we're breaking stuff down and the stage is open enough. I've been known to just drop them flat on the ground as I take them off the stands. Because you're absolutely right. That can't be any worse than what I do. Fair enough. We played Indy once and we rented a U-Haul trailer. This This is the kit before this one. There was no fucks given with that kid. He threw the whole fucking thing around. Like, no, no fucks given. 
I think you, when we were loading up at your house, you fucking threw it in there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that fucking show. <laughs> the fucking hotel manager. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, what happened? Like what happened? Bad trip? Uh, <laughs> me and my girlfriend got in kind of an argument because it was really hot. My car's air conditioning broke, and it was like a hundred degrees that day. And we drove out there, and we like went to the wrong hotel, and then like oh shit, we finally get to <laughs> we finally get to the fucking place, and like they don't like they don't have my room ready, or like someone else is in my room, and I was just like, <laughs> what did I say? The guy was like. I was like, what 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 can I do to fix this? I was like, no, what the fuck can you do to fix this for me? And he was like he was like uh he was like all right, he's like he's like, all right, so are you gonna want the uh, king bed or the double bed? And I just got in an argument with my girlfriend. I was like, Well, I guess I'm gonna want the fucking two queens. And my girlfriend walked in right behind me, like when this I was like, Dave, Dave, Dave. Toby being being a good friend was like trying to give me eye signals, but it didn't work. It was. He, he walks into the lobby of the hotel, and the first thing he says is like, "Well, my fucking relationship is over." <laughs> it was one of those fucking shows, but we, we played oh, really man. well that night, and it was a fucking good time. That's when we met Void King, actually. Too. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you guys have played a lot of shows with them, haven't you? Um, we played a few. Three. Three. Okay. We're gonna be doing that twenty fourth one at the Loose Cobra is gonna be with them as well, right? Yeah, that's Void King's tour kickoff. Nice. Playing Loose Cobra, and then they're going to Lawrenceville, Kansas after that, and working their way back to Indianapolis. Is there going to be Devils of Belgrade as well? No? no. Okay. Uh, Red Lake. Red Lake, okay. Even better. They play almost never, so. Yeah. Perfect. I was going to say, that I've, they've been in the scene, like, around uh, Champaign County for so long, and I've never, like, oh, that's actually, I'm good friends with the guitarist of that fucking band. I've never heard any of their music, like, been to their shows, like, but I heard they're fucking amazing. We brought them up for the release for the first EP. Okay. Gotcha. Them and Boyd King. Nice. Yeah, Justin's a great dude. Yeah, he's he's really fucking nice. I talk to him a lot on Facebook. He's a good dude. Uh, so do you guys? I mean, for being in a band for so long and you know knowing each other and and having the experience, do you you guys have? Do you guys have any advice for upcoming artists that are in the <laughs> scene that are you know trying to learn what we, they can you know as they go? If anybody ever tells you you have to sell tickets to play a show, tell them to get fucked. I've been there so Fucking many times. Fair. Yes. In one of my earlier <laughs> bands, I, I'm i sure you guys have heard of the venue in Peoria called the Brass Rail. Oh, yeah. Fuck that yeah, place, dude. Yeah, that, Fuck that place. I remember, so it was like right after high school, I had this really shitty, 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 shitty metalcore band that I was in. Which one was that? Was that the uh, uh, that was Azure, Azure Wake? Yeah. yeah. It was a shitty one. Yeah, it was a really shitty one. Really? That was the one where you guys paused in between every change of the song because your drummer didn't know what to do. Yeah, because my drummer didn't practice and uh, he thought he knew everything. This was also the same drummer that told me that he didn't like Mashuka and I was ready to walk out of the band the day he said that. But I was good friends with these guys, you know, high school friends, whatever. Anyway, um, I there was like five different occasions we played there and every fucking time they're like, oh, you have to sell tickets or you're not getting paid. Fuck that. And of course, you know, we live like, two hours away so we're supposed to rally up 30 people to fucking drive to peoria from danville to go see some show and i mean the bands we play with are really fucking big bands but you know it's just like a lot to ask on like a tuesday night <laughs> for all these fucking people so especially when you lived in danville at the time no one's gonna drive yeah, an hour yeah. and 30 minutes to fucking go to a show on a tuesday to come back and go to school or go to work dude yeah there was a show that i played with 
Attila and Within the Ruins and some other like big metalcore bands at the time. And I'm pretty sure you came out yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. You were about to have me do vocalist, uh, vocals because your vocalist fucking didn't show up. Yeah, that was a fucking mess. Yeah. Just goes to show you how shitty that band was. Um, and, dude, that was, like, one of the worst shows of my life. Like, we played so terrible. And then I remember, like, it was fun, but, like, your we drove all the your, your fuck. Your guest vocalist about cried on stage while doing one of your songs. It was Ouch. the saddest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I don't even life remember that. I think oh, I was dude. just at that that point, like I just wanted to get it the fuck over with. And <laughs> I remember we got done with the show. We smoked with like the front man of Attila or whatever, and we left. And I'm pretty sure you drove us back home. The guy's really cool. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now we're not. I know right? nobody can see this right now, but yeah. Right now we're we're uh, we're not in our studio. We're we're actually in Dave's shop right now. And somebody just pulled up on a motorcycle, and we are definitely going to talk shit about them for the next five minutes. So they, enjoy this next five. They minutes. look like they're dressed to go to a club, but they're riding a Harley. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if he's dressed to go to a club. Dude, he at least parked it the proper way a motorcycle should. What a should. fucking chat, all right? What a fucking chat, dude. Straight up chat. There was a fucking, there was a truck parked right here earlier today that had the license plate was just Chad. Nice, <laughs> nice. It was like a big silver truck, and the license it was a vanity plate, and it just said Chad. Anyways, where were we going? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I was just gonna say, like, uh, as far as like the the pay to play shit that oh, you were yeah, t- yeah. That you brought up, um, yeah. If at all costs, I agree with you. Avoid that. Like, tell that venue to get fucked. Like, it's not worth it. We play the music. You promote the show. We're not gonna do your job for you as well. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. We will do all we can to push the show. You know, I, I used to go out and flyer handbills, all that shit before the internet was mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not gonna fucking sell tickets. That's no. your fucking job. Right? Yeah. We, we're we're bringing the people to you. You know, just right. do your fucking job. Promote the show. Do a flyer. You well, know. especially if like the venue's in a larger city too. You know, it's like it shouldn't be that hard. You would you think. Never, I lived in Indy for ten years. You never saw that shit over there. Oh no shit. No, not at real shows. You know, and then here like. I'm not gonna talk shit about anybody local. You're gonna talk about the. the, I don't give a fuck. You're gonna talk about the Grindmother show where they. Yeah, the corn dude. The. Yeah. The corn. The corn dude. Like Jonathan Davis corn. (laughs) Like freak on a leash corn. (laughs) Jonathan Davis shows up. He was the promoter of that show. Jonathan Davis runs that. uh, Uh, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It corn tribute. It was so. Uh, Ah, okay, okay, gotcha. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Corn tribute, man. (laughs) Monkey tried to get us to sell tickets to open for Grindmother. No, it's some dude in a tribute band. So, yeah, it was basically like, they were like, I was like, so, like, how much does the show pay? And they're like, well, you got to sell these tickets and everything you sell over, like, blah, 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 is like this much. And I was just like, okay like we're not gonna do that and then we drive i drive by the show because it's like on my way home from work and there's like two cars in the fucking parking lot and i'm like i'm really glad we didn't do that yeah. not only that the tickets were he fucking messaged me a pdf of the tickets so I, you were gonna have to cut them out yourself oh, oh yeah, yeah more yeah, like yeah. work fuck you <laughs> fuck you fuck that dude it was so our word <laughs> <laughs> they, they basically wanted the local band to sell tickets to like pack the show for like some touring band which is supposed to be the main draw it's basically just when you don't know how to run a venue or shows and your talent pool is garbage that's yeah. what you do you fuck the bands in your local vicinity who are actually hard working for the bands that are b-grade uh, we, we R. To- R. yeah we, we R. Totally, R. 
Uh, from from our point of view, whenever we get sponsors, there's a lot of hey, if you you know give out this code and they you know right. they sign up using your code, you're gonna get paid from it. We don't sponsors do any of that. Shit. Yeah, we have four yeah, sponsors. We have dude. four different sponsors. Yeah, yep. uh, we are sponsored by Botanicana, uh, which is a cannabis company, which is a skate park. We're sponsored by BetterHelp and Flushlight. I fucking wish Flashlight <laughs> fucking Dude, that's, sponsor that's us. the next step. Uh, what's the like dragon dildo website? Yeah. We should go for that too. I'm, fa- I'm fucking down. You no, know, why not? Go Fla- ahead and shoot him Flashlight, if you're listening, these guys really need a sponsorship. Dude, yeah, that's I'm right. so lonely. Like, <laughs> dildo shaped like dragons or dildo shaped like dragon dicks? Dragon dicks. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best subreddits I've ever seen in my life is it's called r slash, of course, dragons fucking cars. And it is, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's people drawing pictures of dragons drawing fucking, or dragons fucking cars. And it's some of the most, uh, I was in tears for like a whole, like three hours one night just looking at this shit. So is it like Trogdor style, like artwork where it's like almost stick figures or is this like detailed? It's, it's really fucking good. <laughs> I, like, I, I could like, see that. Like Game of Thrones, like CGI fucking <laughs> <Right>. level. <laughs> Speaking of subreddits, have you ever just uh, taken like an hour and gone through like the trashy subreddit? Oh, it's yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the really like hardcore white trash stuff. It's like Facebook posts and videos. And all. Dude, that is some of the most enjoyable content ever. Like I've never felt better about myself going through some of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am your humble co-host, Riley Wallen. And if you guys get a chance, go ahead and check out our LinkedIn tree. We have Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on 32 different streaming sites. Go ahead and check those out. Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon. We're always active, and we're always posting new content for you guys to go ahead and check out. So we've got Dave, David, and Toby in the fucking group. And we are at the Gamma Goat on Instagram. Mason, keep all that in. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered his Jesus name. Fucking Christ, dude. Got too fucked up. Um, Real yeah. quick, uh, there's another Gamma Goat in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, we are not them. So don't follow them. Yeah, we are at the Gamma Goat. Do you guys have any shows coming up? August 27th, we are playing a small get-together here in town. I don't know if I can just be throwing out addresses <laughs> and names. And stuff. It's... It's my coworker Eric's house show. It's it'll be cool if you know you know. There, there you go. go. Fair enough. And then September seventeenth, we are playing the Estable Festival. Almost a hundred percent sure of that. We don't know what time we're playing. It's going to happen. It's it's in the works still. And that's here in Kankakee. Then September four, uh, September twenty fourth, we're back at the Loose Cobra. And that's in Tolono, Illinois. That's going to be with Red Leg and Void King. And then I haven't gotten the confirmation back yet, but October 29th we will be with Shaper and Baron Plains at the Sound Growler Brewery in Tinley Park, Illinois. 
That sounds awesome, man. Sounds and amazing. That very well might be the first ever playing for real of the 20 minute song crammed into 10 and a half. God minutes. damn it, David. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> we're going to do it, Toby. We're going to no force pressure. you to We're going to force you to do it. It's going to happen. Yeah, I know. And I'm you also even, trying you don't to even get have you guys. any soul. Do you do have some souls in that song? I, I don't remember. You have the clean part I'm solo. Like beers in, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you have the clean part solo. <laughs> same, man, same. Guys, I cannot thank you guys enough for being here. Oh, well, actually, for having us, dude. Thank you guys for having us, you know, in Dave's studio right now. I cannot wait to watch you guys practice. If you I guys, to have you. If you guys get a chance, check out their new album that's coming out, Interlude. Stay fucking on it. Be it's going to be great. streaming things this week. Thank you guys so much. Stay misfortunate. And always listen to mom. And we're fucking out. Thank you for joining us. Remember, always listen to mom. Thank you.